Hello, and welcome to Stuff Mama Forgot to Tell You. I'm Monica Francois Marcel, a Gen X founder, entrepreneur, and baseball mom based in Chicago. And I believe that if we're very lucky and work very hard, life will be long and it will be messy. So to help us with the mess and provide tips for longevity and joy in what lies ahead, each episode, I'm borrowing either the mother of a friend or a trusted mentor that I greatly admire. This is a diverse group of women who've been there and done that, and you are going to love their stories. My own mom isn't here anymore, so the stuff these women share is precious to me, and their cross-generational pearls of wisdom are just what we all need. I'm so excited for you to join us, so let's jump in. Hello, Sonia Hampton. I am so thrilled to have you here today on my little pet project, Stuff Mama Forgot to Tell You. I have been a part of your family and your sphere. I don't know if you know this, Sonia, but it's been a long time. It's been almost 30 years. Do you realize that? That's amazing how time has yeah flown. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, Isn't that wild? I'm especially thrilled because I know your two daughters, Maria and Anne, to be just some of the most powerful people out there in the world doing amazing things. And so to be able to borrow you for this next uh, 30 minutes or so is just truly a dream. I've been tickled about this all week in terms of some of the nuggets I might get out of it. And so thank you for being here. And thank you for having me. And so one of the first things I want to hear more about, I'm curious about is, you know, start a little bit in the beginning for me, Just, just go way back for a minute and think about, you know, when you were a little girl, what are some of the things that you wanted for yourself? And, you know, is that also when you look back, what your own parents wanted for you? T- tell me about kind of that beginning. Well, my mother was a social worker. We had, um, and she always worked, you know, and her mother was a businesswoman, college graduate also. So I always saw this women in my family work, you know, and do, you know, be independent and, you know, do things for the entire family. So my mom was a single mom for most of our teenage years. So she, cause she married my, my dad and then divorced. And then she stayed by herself and took care of us by herself with her, with, you know, the money that she made as a social worker, which wasn't a lot at the time. She did, she did some catering uh, and that helped with the day to day. And we, but we always went to private schools we always had, I never knew that we didn't miss it for anything. You know, we had, we had everything we wanted. So my mom did a really good job. So that's how it started. And what did she, well, what did you, when you were a little girl and you grew up in Puerto Rico, correct? In Puerto Rico. I left Puerto Rico when I was 18. When you were 18. So when you were little, what did you imagine for your life? What did you want for your life? And how did it turn out compared to what you wanted for yourself when you were little? Well, it, it was completely different than what my life turned out to be. Because I thought I was going to stay in Puerto Rico. I was going to marry someone from my school, like most of my girlfriends did, and uh, stay there. And usually, you know, have kids. And a lot of the people in my generation didn't work. The husbands worked and the women didn't work. And I thought that's the way it was going to be. But it turned out completely different. Well, let's talk about a little bit about that. So when you look on your life, you've done so many amazing things. You've lived in all these countries. You've done all these amazing things, you know, with your brains and with your just insight. What would you say are some of the things, Sonia, that you're most proud of when you look backwards? 
Well, you know, the fact that I came to the United States, I didn't know the language that well. Even though I had gone to school with American nuns, I came to the United States. I learned the language. I married an American. And then I went and got jobs that I never, ever dreamed of. I, you know, finished out as a vice president for Bank of America. So that was, you know, incredible what I had done. I mean, I lived overseas and worked. I mean, I worked throughout um, my whole married life. I worked. So I never imagined that that was going to happen to me. And what, you know, a role model I know you were for your kids, because again, they both have this extraordinary work ethic and they're both extraordinary moms themselves. So clearly they picked a thing up or two from you. And it sounds like you picked up a thing or two from your own mom, watching her, who picked up a thing or two from her mom. So that's pretty great through line there. When you look back on those years, you know, when the kids were young, my kid's not that young, he's 12. And we'll get in a minute to what you started doing for yourself once the kids were out of the house. But when the kids were in the house, when they were around and you were working, anything you remember that was like, especially, I don't know, like, smart that you did for yourself or things that you did to kind of set yourself up for sanity or for longevity when you were still having the kids in the house and working? Well, you have to understand a lot of the time when the kids were growing up, we lived overseas. So I was lucky enough to have help that came every day and helped me out so I could go out and work. So that part was great. In Japan, I had someone that came, then we went to Spain and I had people. So by the time I got back to the United States to live here, my kids were older and my kids were, my kids always helped out. They did chores. They, you know, they really were very good as far as helping out in the house. How old were the kids when you came back? Um, let's see. They were probably 10 and 12. Okay. So good ages in terms of that transition period. And so now talk a little bit about, you know, your career. I mean, you, you did a truncated version of it there, but as you said, you ended, you know, this extraordinary career with a capstone at um, Bank of America. I'd like to pick your brain a little bit about what your decision was like in terms of those retirement years and what that felt like. And um, having had such a busy life, talk a little bit about that transition, if you would. And, uh, you know, anything that didn't go right in terms of how you planned it or what did go right, because, you know, I'm 53 now, I've got a lot of years left, but it's interesting to even think about, I don't know, you've done so much, right? You're so active. And so talk a little bit about the decision to retire and what you wanted for yourself and how it turned out. Okay. I retired in, um, when the mortgage banking industry went down, I think it was 2000, let's see, what's 20, I retired like 10 or 12 years ago. I retired because I was able to do it. Uh, you know, I was married to an engineer who had a business and, you know, I really didn't need to work. So I decided, well, I'm getting out of this. I'm going to retire and do other things. And I always say, believe it or not, before, before I retired, I went and worked for United Airlines. I didn't know that. Yeah. I worked for United Airlines because I always wanted to be as a customer service rep, which was not a good <laughs> move on my part. That's a hard job. Uh -huh. So I went and worked with them. And then when 9-11 happened, we cleared all the lines at Dulles that came, that, the ones that were sent to Canada and other places during 9-11. And once we cleared that, they laid us off. So once I got laid off, then I got a phone call 
from Bank of America to see if I wanted to work with them. And I've always wanted to work with Bank of America. And that's when they, um, when I decided, well, I'm going to work for you guys, but I'll work from home only. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so they said, no problem. We'll, we'll hire you. And the reason I was, my, my mom, uh, my mom moved in with me. She, she lived with me for 18 and a half years. So I wanted to be close to her in the house. And it actually worked out really, really well. I remember your mom and I remember seeing her in that house. And so I remember that well. And so you worked from home back when people weren't working from home as much, right? So you were a pioneer there as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I worked from home. Yeah. And asking for what you wanted and what you needed. And you got it because you, you performed. And so you showed up. So that's another great pearl of wisdom for us, right? Is um, to think of that as a new thing, but you know, you were able to do that way back then. So when you did retire, talk a little bit about um, what that transition was like, Sonia. Oh, that was hard. I felt like I was missing something. You know how you fit? Oh my gosh, I'm missing. I'm definitely missing something. There's always, you would get up in the morning and think, oh my gosh, what do I do now? But then I got involved in things around the house and doing, you know, different things and exercise. And, you know, I just, you know, transition into a totally different lifestyle. Like right now, I just got back from Pilates. I do Pilates three times a week. I play pickleball twice a week, you know, and then I do, you know, my long walks, four or five miles a couple of days a week. I just became very active in a different way. So tell me more about pickleball. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I signed up for a uh, clinic and decided, well, I'm going to try it because I used to play tennis. So then I thought, well, let me try pickleball. And I just, I fell in love with it. I meet a lot of people. I signed up at the YMCA here, Chevy Chase, Bethesda Chevy Chase. And I go there and I play, you know, twice a week. It's great for a couple hours. So you're, you're physically active. What about your brain, right? So how do you keep your brain active and have things changed in these years since you've been retired? What are some projects or things you do just to kind of keep that, um, again, because you're just so vibrant and I'm trying to figure out where all this energy gets uh, distributed in your day. Well, well, you know, I do, I, I listen to books. I, I am very, you know, I listen to books on tape a lot. Do that. Yeah. I mean, and most of the time I take care of, I help Anne with her life. Anne has a very big life. And since I'm so close to her, I, I stay with the, I mean, I help her with the kids. So I do that, help her with the kids. So that's basically what I do. And I've got some, I mean, I've got some great friends that I socialize with. As a matter of fact, I'm going to a happy hour this afternoon with a friend that I met at Pickleball, you know, so, so there's people, I mean, I've, you know, met a lot of people. I, you know, have a kind of a big social life. And you, do you still travel? You still travel, right? I know you were just recently in uh, California. Yeah, I was in San, San Francisco with Maria. Yeah, she's my travel partner. We're planning a trip to Portugal, I think, for next year. Amazing. And let's let's get back to that social network, too, because um, that's one of the things I want to ask you about as I think about, you know, our own lives, you know, for women in their 50s. I think about the role right now, especially, you know, with the transitions I'm going through that my girlfriend's your daughter and many others have been able to play for me in a support system. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about, if you wouldn't mind, what is that social network to you, right? So you have the girls, you have these great grandkids. I'm curious, what what role and how would you describe the role 
that this social network that these girlfriends of yours play for you? Well, this is a brand new network because these are women that I have met through exercise, through, you know, this, for example, I have a friend, Roberta, my friend, Roberta, I have, I met through when I, I took a Pilates group class, which I no longer take group classes. I do private because it's, it's, I get more out of it. And um, I met her and once a week we get together, we have, we call it our meetings. We got, we have meetings, you know, where we discuss what we've done. She's married. I'm not. So we discuss what we did for the, for, during the week and what we want to plan on doing. She, right now she's in Europe and she does a lot of traveling. She's a clinical psychologist. I call us, that's my therapy session <laughs> for free, you know? So she's, and those are my, she's one of my closest friends. Oh, that's lovely. And then, yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. And then I've got a friend, Gina, who I'm meeting today. And she, I don't have a lot of friends but enough that they keep me busy. They keep you busy. And they, they, they give you good counsel, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, it's good. I mean, the women the women should get together with women. I believe in that. I believe in that. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, we we, ha- we think differently. Well, and again, I, I know your daughters have very strong networks themselves. So I feel like they've seen that kind of modeled again from you. And I'm thinking that may also have been something when you, you tell me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but... um. I only lived overseas once, right? When I was in the Peace Corps. I know you lived overseas a few times. I know Maria has lived overseas a lot. And I think that these networks are really powerful, you know, in terms of, you know, she was talking when I was with her recently just about some of the things that they would do when she was living in the Middle East and when she lived in Singapore. And, you know, I know when she was in London, she, you know, was with very small children and things. And so I also think that maybe if we look back, I'm curious. Where are some of the kind of life lessons, Sonia Hampton, like decision points that maybe have been most impactful in terms of kind of making you who you are and, and with your with your life story? I say that because I wonder if uh, those years abroad had an impact on you and kind of made you think about, you know, who you lean on. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but tell me, like, when you reflect, right, what are some of the big life lessons or, or big moments in your life that maybe didn't seem big at the time, but that really shaped you? Well, I have, you know, it's kind of funny how you change because when I lived overseas, I ha- I still have friends that are my friends today from when I lived overseas. But I mean, their way of thinking at that time is totally different than the way I think today. Because my, yeah, lifestyle has changed. And I mean, I don't want to get into politics, but they're just, they think differently than I do today. Uh-huh. So, and I'm, it, 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 sometimes it makes me wonder, oh my gosh, was I looking at that person through a different light or was that, I mean, I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah. You know, it's just the, t- the timing at that time was perfect when, you know, we were friends right. and now we don't have as much in common, but I mean, it just, it, I mean, I've had, I don't have a lot of friends. I probably have 10 friends, but I consider my friends, I mean, good friends. You know, and they've, the people that have, what I've done right now, what I do right now is I only socialize with people that can add to my life. That's a... Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I'm 73 years old, so I do not waste time because there's not that much time left. 
That's what, you know, that's how I look at it. That's a really good insight, right? Is yeah. Um, yeah. only spend time at this point with the people that are going to enrich your life. Enrich my life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't waste time with, you know, nonsense. So along those lines of great advice. So for people like me, you know, that are, again, I'm 53. I... I'm trying to figure out what to do next and stuff. When you look back at your 50s or 60s even, what are some things that you did or didn't do that you think, hey, I would totally recommend that? You know, these are, if I can give like a list of things, um, advice, okay. guidance, tips to women in their 50s to set themselves up again for long lives of joy and community and happiness, whatever that is for them. Any insights for us, Sonia? What would you say? Well, you know something, one of the biggest things that I have done that has changed my life is my, I mean, the, my level of activity. I, I really, really believe that if you keep your body in good shape, your mind follows. I mean, I have, my mother was a very, my mother was sharp until the day she died at age 90. So she, you know, I mean, you could get advice from her the day she died. That's how, you know, cause she was one of those people. You know, so, and she kept herself, she was very active. And that's what I find that ha I have done for myself is I've stayed very active and that, you know, and very positive. I always look at the, at the glass half full, you know, always. I've always been a very positive person. I laugh a lot. So my grandchildren say to me, I love spending time with you because you laugh so much. Aww. You know, so, which is great. What's well, better yeah. than that, right? It's exactly. Oh, yeah. And then uh, you got a lot of years ahead of you. You know, your own mom lived to be 90. So let's talk about what are some of the things in front of your life that you are really looking forward to, that you're excited about? You know, you got a big life coming still. So what's what's next? Well, I'm definitely, I'm going to be doing a lot more traveling. Once this, oh, yeah, I definitely want to do a lot more. I've got quite a few places I want to go to still, even though I have been to many, many places because I, I traveled a lot with my husband. There's a few places I want to go to, and I'm taking Maria with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, because she loves traveling. She does. And, and, yeah, and she likes traveling. We, we travel very well together. She does. So, they, yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm going to do a lot more traveling, definitely. And in addition to Portugal, what are some of those places that you want to get to? Well, I want to get to Petra. Ah, so do Italy. I. So do yeah, I. I want to get to Petra. That's one of the places I want to go to. And um, believe it or not, I have never been to Italy. Wow. Which is kind of weird, that isn't is surprising. it? Yeah. 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 So I, I'm going to go, I, I want to go to um, to Italy. That's one of the places that, I, yeah, I want to go to the Vatican and I'm, I'm a Catholic, obviously. And so what's your daily routine like? Because you are, again, you're just a model. Um, if we could bottle, you know, Sonia's energy and kind of secrets for living, I'm just trying to peel back the onion a little bit. So like, do you mind my asking? You can, any question I ask now, just say, Monica, no, don't ask that. But like, what time do you get up and what time do you go to bed? Well, I, I get up at 6.30 in the morning and I usually go to bed around 11. Wow. Okay. Well, so, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I mean, uh, you will find as you get older, you need less sleep. So I try to, um, yeah, I, I, I just got back. I spent like, I went to Pilates at nine 30 and, uh, got back at 10 30. I'll stay home for a while. I've got a few things that I have to do here because I do my housework and stuff like that. And, and then at four o'clock, I'm going to meet a friend down at Millie's at a restaurant. So tomorrow, for example, I'll go to a swim meet. I do not miss a swim meet for that. My grandson is, you know, it's in. 
And then uh, if we think back on, I'm going to go in a couple directions here, like advice that your own mom gave, you talked about how until she was 90, she was just smart as a whip, right? Ready to give it. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you think your mom taught you? And you can go in two directions here. It can either be things or both things that uh, she taught you that were like perfect and right on, or was there any advice maybe that she gave you that in retrospect, ah, that wasn't the best. You know, when I reflect on my own mom, almost everything was, you know, perfection. But there were a few things like my mom in retrospect didn't spend enough time on self-care. You know, sadly, one of the reasons why she passed early was because she was prioritizing everybody else, including my dad, including all of us. And um, she just had some health things that got away from her that might have had different outcomes, you know, and that was something that we never talked about in my family. So it's so great to hear you talk about the importance of, you know, activity and kind of planning for that longevity. But I'm curious, other things that your mom taught you either that was great advice or things maybe that she didn't teach you that maybe you had to learn on your own? Well, you know, this is kind of weird, but I, my mother said I was married to a very accomplished man but he was not, I mean, he put all his energy into work. And so he didn't have, his interpersonal relationships were not that great. She said to me, you have to learn to live with him. And you have to learn that's the only way he can love you. He cannot love you. I, I wish she would have said to me, leave, leave and make your life. Yeah, I wish she would have given me a different advice. That didn't turn out that well. So, I mean, my husband... Going back, I, I would I would take care of him no matter what, even if I wasn't with, you know, I mean, because he was so sick for so long. He was, uh, and it wasn't, I mean, we took good care of him. You know, he was very, very um, skinny when he died and never had a lesion or anything. We kept him at home this whole time. And I managed, and managed his care, which, you know, I'm proud of that. I'm very proud of the fact that I took good care of him. Because he earned that. Right. He earned, I mean, as far as, you know, the m money that we spent on him, he worked for that. Right. It was his. So he should, right. Yeah. It was his money. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. So so that was not a good advice because, you know, my mother, very Hispanic. You just stay with it until the end. No matter, I wish she would have told me, you know, something, maybe look at it and say, you know, move on. Interesting. Because he, yeah, because he doesn't, you know, his interpersonal relationships. Or even say to me, go get help. Right. She didn't know better yet, right? She didn't know better. She didn't exactly. know better yet. She, she yeah. shared with you what she knew. What about some of the best advice she ever gave you? Well, <laughs> the best advice she ever gave me, let's see, I left home when I was 18. So, and I, then I brought her with me. She just, she taught us how to work hard and be independent. She really did. She taught me how to, how to be just like she, I mean, she was very, she worked hard and was independent. And that's basically, and that's what I passed on to my girls. The same thing my mother gave me is what I passed on to them. Mm -hmm. She taught you how to live a big life, you know? A big life. She did. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and uh, yeah. your girls yeah. are, are proof of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was married, but I was still independent. I made my own living. Right. I made it, yeah, in a good living, you know? So, yeah. Especially, you know, I, I'm not trying to fakely compliment you here, Sonia, but, you know, at the same era as a lot of other women that I know, you know, you really, you, you did a lot, you know, I think all of you could have done even more in, in today's world, but certainly in the era that you came out of, um, when you look back on what you did, hey, you, you did a lot. And I think it's powerful for me 
that it was modeled for you by your mom and your grandmother as well. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think that that sets the tone of like what's possible. You have to sometimes, you know, there's a saying that I don't want to put too much stock into, but sometimes it means something, which is you have to see it in order to be it. And so the fact that it was just a given um, in front of you. And so some of the things I think our moms teach us isn't necessarily what they say. It's what they do. What they do. That's the whole thing. You know, I think it's more what they do, what you see them do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot more important, I think. And I think um, as I've been doing these uh, these interviews, some of the mothers, like now they have all these things that they want to tell their daughters or their kids that they didn't tell them when they were younger. But they certainly, again, they did a great job. I'm not, I'm not saying they didn't do a great job. Oh, she always used to tell me, this is one of the things my, my mother used to tell me that I really love, is the fact that she used to say, if I wanted to give an opinion to either Maria or Anne about their kids, she's like, stay out of it. Do not give. If they need you, they will come to you. Do not give advice. Because we don't have a book. We're not we're not born with a manual. They're not born with a manual that you can look back and say, I this is the way you're supposed to do it. Interesting. You know, I mean, because raising kids, it's I mean, you give values, but it has a lot of there's a lot of luck. Because some people that do the right thing it doesn't turn out the right way, you know? So, it, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. Yes. That's really interesting because, you know, for me, that's hard. I have a lot of advice I want to give everybody. And uh, I, I try to keep my mouth shut. What's interesting is my own mom was so non-judgmental. So I think I get it all from my dad because uh, it, my own mother, you know, she was just so patient. One day my son came home from school and uh, I was telling him how, I really liked his teacher because she was very calm and she seems to be very patient. And she reminded me of my own mother. And then he goes, yeah, she doesn't yell at me like you do, mommy. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I, I, I'm not yeah. at all like my mom. I wish I could be more like her. I wish she was around to kind of figure out how she did it with five kids. Oh, kids I don't know how lot. she did it, but somehow she was yeah. very patient. She, she really almost never lost her temper. Well, listen, so I want to get to a couple speed round questions and then I have my big question at the end. So speed round questions. What's your favorite color, Sonia Hampton? Red. Do your kids know that? No. Interesting, now they do. What are some of your favorite things to do when you're all by yourself? Oh, believe it or not, I love to watch, since I no longer speak Spanish as my first language in the household because my mother is no longer with me, Mm -hmm. I watch Spanish series on Netflix. I love to it. Keep my language current. I love that. And keep that brain yeah. current, right? Keep it current. In the, because when my mom moved in with me, she said to me, and I would speak to her in Spanish, she's like, where did you get that? <laughs> because that's completely incorrect grammatically. <laughs> you know? So I, yeah, I stay on top of this language, the language. That's amazing. That's amazing. What are some of your favorite things to do with your family? Go to the beach and at a beach house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go to the beach. What would you say are some of your, like, do you have any hobbies that you like to like spend most of your time doing? Are there any that you picked up recently that you recommend? Believe it or not, we are, my sister and I are getting ready for a Christmas bazaar in Puerto Rico. So we are making all of this um, placemats, uh, kitchen towels, um, but they're all embroidered with different motifs. That's a new thing that we we picked up. So we've got tons of stock. 
that we are going to be selling at this Christmas Bazaar in Puerto Rico in November. And you're going to be selling them. Look at that. So that business person doesn't leave you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're, yeah, we, we get, we get, yeah. Because I, I rented a house in San Juan in November for a month, in which I am actually a little bit, I haven't spent that much time in Puerto Rico since 1967. So for me, I don't know if I'm, you know, I hope I get used to it. If I can, yeah, make the whole month. Wow. Well, that's a good time to go, right? I mean, that's when it's gorgeous. Well, for me, it's a good time to go. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, humidity, but I, yeah, yeah, I love, I love that winter time. So, all right. So here's my final question. So again, these daughters of yours have you know many decades ahead of them, and I know you're going to be around for them. But when you think about them, is there anything that maybe you haven't told them yet? Maybe something that you forgot to tell them along the way that you would like to say now. Uh, to tell you the truth, I am so proud of both of them, what they have become. It's hard for me because they've done a lot more than I did at their age. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how we want. We want each generation to keep improving and getting better. So Anne has done a g- beautiful job. Maria has done an amazing job with her girls. Yeah, Those girls are unbelievable. So I just, I, I mean, I should tell them more often how proud I am of them, of both of them. Well, you just did. So you just did. You just did. Any other advice for me or any other women out there that hope to live really long, powerful lives like you? Stay, stay active. That's what you need to do. Stay active so you can have good quality of life. That's how I look at it. I love it. Well, you know, that's a theme that I keep hearing. And so um, if that isn't sticking through my brain at this point, then shame on me because I keep hearing that over and over again. So I got to take that more seriously and figure out how just to get on top of that. So, well, thank you, Sonia Hampton. It has been a delight having you. And uh, I can't wait to see all these things you do next. And I may have to figure out how to get in on this this fair you're doing in, in, in San Juan with these aprons. Yeah, okay. You have to have an online auction as part of it or something like that. That's true. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye.